I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, January 26th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, we're going to go super local for this. <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet from Moses Neimer, the CEO of Zoomer, and they bought BlogTO. What are your initial thoughts? Well, yeah, usually we talk about the biggest stories in Canada and we have gone super local <laughs> about how a dated Canadian media company is buying a local Toronto blog. Well, let's give some context here, though. So Moses Neimer, he runs this thing called Zoomer Media, and it's a media company for seniors, essentially. They make a bunch of media products that seniors love. So I can only imagine that's like classical music radio stations and magazines, <laughs> uh, which I think is, by the way, basically what he does. And BlogTO, it's his local blog where they have and. They're usually uh, made fun of for doing like top five waffle places in Toronto and, and lists and, and local news. I don't know. I think it's, I don't really get it. What do you think? I don't get it either, Either although Blogtio probably has tons and tons of traffic. No doubt about that. Moses Neimer also owns CARP, the California, uh, not California, Canadian Association of Retired People, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. I read Blogtio. I don't read Zoomer stuff, so I don't know what it means for me. Well, a fun fact, I looked this up. Uh, BlogTO is the 254th most visited website in Canada. That's a lot of traffic. That's And it doesn't sound like it's that high, but you got to imagine there's like, you know, you have to remember there's millions of websites out there. So to be the 254th in Canada is a pretty big deal. Uh, here's my plan. Uh, here's, uh, at least here's what I think Moses Neimer's plan is. They're capturing us, Jay. Uh, the 30 to 40-ish uh, cohort, and <laughs> I'll leave it there. And, they're, and he's he's making a long play where he's capturing us now, and then by the time that we are in our, our older years, uh, that we will become cart members. It's just a long, it's a long game. That's a, He's got a long-term strategy, and now that you say that, I think I'm right between BlogTO's demo and then Moses Neimer, so I guess I'm caught in between, so I guess we'll see how it affects me. Brett, aside from our relative ages... What do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, new ownership. For our second story, million dollar ads. And for our third story, Flock. For our first story, a new nonprofit group wants to help 129 Indigenous groups pursue ownership of the Trans Mountain Pipeline, making it 100% Indigenous owned. Brett, that sounds like a pretty great idea. Give the Peak Pals some more details. Yeah, so Nessica Services is a nonprofit formed to support Indigenous communities, and it aims to strike a deal to purchase this TMX pipeline, which runs from Alberta to Canada's West Coast. And the project's kind of a big deal, well, because Alberta's energy infrastructure is, let's just say, lacking. One of the reasons is because of the canceled Keystone XL pipeline, which we've talked about on the pod. The owner of Keystone, TC Energy, dealt a huge blow to Alberta and left them on the hook for over a billion dollars in lost profit when it pulled the plug on Keystone, which would have carried 830,000 barrels of crude every day from the province to its final destination in the Gulf Coast of the U.S., one of the world's biggest oil refining hubs. And with the cancellation of Keystone, Alberta is now more desperate than ever for conduits to deliver crude oil from the province's oil sands. But just like Keystone, TMX's path to approval has not been easy. It has not been. The Canadian government bought the TMX from Kinder Morgan in 2018 after the company threatened to scrap its plans to triple its capacity to 890,000 barrels per day more than Keystone XL, amid fierce opposition from Indigenous groups and environmental activists. And big picture, expanding TMX's capacity will open up foreign markets other than the U.S. to Alberta oil. And so that means all the Asian countries, uh, as well as, you know, Australia and New Zealand. Which brings us back to Nessica Services. Nessica Services joins other organizations, including Project Reconciliation, Natural Law Energy, and the Western Indigenous Pipeline Group, and seeking to give Indigenous groups control of an oil pipeline that's been owned by the Fed since 2018. 
But what's unique about Nessica over the other projects that are bidding for this is that their deal will include exploring equity and revenue sharing opportunities in the oil pipeline and Nesca themselves would actually not receive any profits from this. They're simply facilitating, organizing all the different groups to get involved. And so of the 129 Indigenous groups, 14 of them are already members with this. And so it's a pretty interesting play. But Jay, what's the real takeaway on this Nesca deal and why does it matter? So if the Nesca deal happens, it could diffuse tensions with Indigenous groups enough to actually get the pipeline to completion and it'll open up Alberta's oil pipelines to the Pacific and Asia, which could be a huge deal for both reconciliation and for the economy. But Nesca is one of the many deals put forward by Indigenous groups, and it's still unclear which one, if any, the feds will approve. For a second story, companies have had to increase their budgets on Super Bowl ads, the biggest advertising event of the year, because of Omicron. Omicron has disrupted commercial shoots and drove up production costs. Jay, is it really true that Omicron has ruined everything and now Super Bowl ads are included in that? I don't know if it's ruined everything, uh, but maybe Super Bowl ads. So long shoots, COVID positive crew members and actors and strict health protocols have increased the cost to place a Super Bowl ad. The average price for a 30 second ad will be six and a half million dollars, which is up a million dollars from last year. But on top of all of the costs that you have to pay to actually put the ad on air, companies have had to pay extra for COVID protocols. For example, Rakuten Rewards paid an additional $120,000 to test their cast and crew every day and to hire backup actors in case one of them tested positive. And despite higher production costs and issues some companies are facing, ad sales for the upcoming Super Bowl have actually been strong, citing stronger economic conditions, which is positive news considering what we've seen over the markets the past few days. But since we're on the topic of Super Bowl ads, one interesting trend that we're noticing is that some advertisers have just recognized that it's not worth it to put the ad on air. And so State Farm has opted to advertise on TikTok instead of the Super Bowl. But this required them to pay a lot of money to buy Drake to be their spokesperson. But they still think that's a better better use of money than buying a, a 30-second spot during the big game. So Jay, what's the real takeaway behind the Super Bowl ads this year? Uh, the big takeaway here is the amount of interest companies have had in the Super Bowl ads. A stronger economic and consumer confidence is likely helping ad- advertisers justify their large Super Bowl spends. For our last story, Google scrapped their controversial plans to replace traditional tracking cookies with something called the Federated Learning of Cohorts, or Flock, and instead announced a new proposal with the much simpler name called Topics. Brett, what is a topic? Well, let's get Peak Pals caught up on the cookie dispute first. So Google wanted to replace cookies because they have long become more invasive and they now allow advertisers to collect data on people's browsing histories and how people move across different websites. And Google introduced this flock idea in 2021 to give advertisers a way to track users across the web without revealing identifying information like browsing patterns. Now, flock would do this by grouping users with similar interests. So you could like uh, travel or fitness or this type of clothes, and they would assign each group or cohort to a special ID. Then advertisers would be able to place bids to target ads on each of these cohorts. And it was criticized because it would give Google too much control over how such data is sold to advertisers. And for flaws, that would still allow advertisers to find unique information on its users. After receiving widespread criticism over Flock, Google said it will test out a new thing called Topics, which would learn about your interests as you move across the web without placing users into groups that can be cross-identifiable. And through Topics, you could also view which categories, fitness, football, whatever, you've been associated with and choose to either remove certain topics or disable them altogether. And Google's still in early phases of implementing Topics. 
But Topics addresses issues of flock by assigning users to more general categories like sports instead of baseball to maintain privacy. So, Brett, all this cookie talk is really making me hungry. Why does it matter that Google has decided to go down this new path? Well, Google has to find a balance between creating a replacement for cookies that ensures users' privacy and fending off antitrust threats from companies like news publishers that rely on Google's use of third-party cookies to make money. They think Topics is the solution, but we'll continue to keep an eye on this. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, you know what my favorite topic is? Cookies. Cookies. Damn it. You stole it right from me. Have a good day, Brett. (laughs) You too, Jay.